Hello, and welcome to Pixel Hunt Podcast. What we like to do here is deep dive and analyze computer games, one letter and system at a time. I'm Sol, and and it doesn't make you feel good. <laughs> I'm Mark, and don't know, boing. Ting, 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 boing. <laughs> I'm done. Crack on. <laughs> so, for this second series of uh, Pixel Lump Podcast, well, two, we're covering the Sega Mega Drive, or Genesis, if you're from USA. We work our way from A to Z and a number through a systems games, deep diving and analyzing, playing the games so you don't have to before we get into this fortnight this episode featured game <laughs> we like to just wax lyrical about what's happened in our exciting lives because uh we live exciting lives don't we oh yeah yeah boy you know what you've been up to anyway who anybody just crack on um, tell me. Okay. let me know okay film, what, film what have i what have i been up to right let's start with games bought two barely played either of them those two being resident evil 8 and um that other ps5 one that's um dark souls with guns um what's it returnal that's it returnal um so i've i've literally only played a few minutes of resi 8 it looks pretty that's all i know so far returnal quite liked it but the goes are too long for a roguelike so that's the only feedback i've got so far so i do quite like it but each run through is far 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 too long and that that were it really oh okay yeah i've got returnal as well and i keep streaming that and i keep changing it to like 3 a.m returnal returnal the mac (laughs) and various other things but i found the length on your runs just about right you can have two or three decent runs and then put it down and walk away no i i couldn't unless i had two or three once you got to grips with it once i had if i had two or three hours i could have two or three runs and put it away but i don't have two or three hours so i'm struggling to find the time to do a run um because do you it, think that's what why they call it roguelite i've often wondered where the term roguelite comes from the is it because it's nearly a rogue it's about whether you carry stuff on in your next playthrough i think I like yeah, it. The story advances, okay. or whether you just reset everything straight back to the beginning. Yeah, I, I like it. Just... I just, I just cannot grasp why they have not just used the same save mechanic as Dark Souls and Bloodborne, where it just saves every second. Why not? And then you've still got the benefit of it being that, but you can quit at any point you want and go do something else. You earn your save state, don't you, by using your ether and that that uh, that human. Yeah, that I would, I've got one. My save thing. state, I want. Riley to be able to switch to another game and me switch back and be able to pick up where I left off and I can't. Yeah, because you're sharing the box. Yeah, you see, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, so okay. I don't have that. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. I'll just I'll think. Oh, this is my last run, and then turn it off. Yeah, but you, you know, I, it's, which is not a luxury I've got. If I finish partway through a run and someone else goes on the machine, that's that. That's that. Say fucked. Yeah. Um. So it's it's ridiculous why it doesn't do it. It's just like it, it, it would not hamper the game in any way, shape, or form for it to save every second. I just don't understand why they just don't do it. So, um, it it wouldn't, wouldn't make it any less of the experience. No different to it suspending if I go for a dump. 
uh, pressing pause. It's just, it's just what's the difference? Uh, but it makes it unplayable, really, for me. Unless I know that I've got the time to devote to do at least one or two run-throughs, then I just have to keep sacking it off. If I know I've only got 10, 15 minutes to have a blast on something, I can't turn it I can't even bother with it. Um, so it's, the, it's a game that, by its own design, is locking me out of enjoying it, even though I think it's quite good. So I think it's a bit ridiculous, to be honest. Um, so that's my feedback on that. Um, TV wise, I'm watching something really cool. I watched something in the background called Elite, a Spanish thrillery high school thing, which is probably a bit like a whodunit version of Skins. It's quite good, but it's Spanish. Um, so that's good, Elite. What's Spanish for Elite? What, elite. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and I'm now watching oh, um, Elite, not Elite. No, elite. Elite, because it's about a posh school. It's about a load of kids at a posh school. Oh, well, Spanish for posh. Elite. Yeah. <laughs> Muy elite. Um, and then, I, I, so I watched, I, I binged that in, but that were in the background while I was working. So I wasn't paying a great deal of attention to it, but it was good. But what I'm watching on a night, and I'm paying a great deal of attention to, because I'm watching it with the missus, it's another Spanish thing. It is on Netflix. It's called El Inocente, which is The Innocent. It's based on a Harlan Coburn, I think his name is, novel. And it's really fucking good. It's a Netflix original, so I'm assuming it'll be on English Netflix as well as Spanish Netflix, but it is very, 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 very good. Um, To give you a bit of background on it as well, because obviously, you know, cinema is my other thing to gaming. Um, The Spanish are the best at twisty-turny thrillers. They do them better than anyone else does them. And this guy, Oriel Paolo, who's made it, um, he's the best at them. He's the best Spanish guy I am. So he's made, he made a film called The Body, really good twisty-turny thriller. He then made one called The Invisible Guest, which is on Netflix as well, which is an amazing uh, kind of whodunity type thing. He then made a Netflix original film called Mirage, uh, which I think I might have recommended on here, where some woman moves into a house and finds a, a, a VHS cassette in the loft that creates some sort of weird time loop um sort of mystery thriller and then now he's done this all of his films are amazing and this so far is actually his best it's really highly recommended as something good to watch Mm. and that's it other than that the pub's reopened so my life's turned to shit um you know god just it's a job though right yeah that's it you know ah, yeah you know we, we can only use beer garden oh really um yeah no one's aware of that because it's not all over the news that people can only use it no but i need to shut all we've already shut all your indoor tables yeah but no no good I, I, they honestly think the only public world that's affected by it's like when lockdown happened you need to do this there's been a lockdown we need to let all our customers know and i'm like boris johnson just let all your fucking customers know everyone knows there's a lockdown so so we've got the same but in reverse now <laughs> Uh, bless them. So yeah, so that's that's what I've been having to deal with. At the same time as creating a track and trace system for Lanzarote because they've just decided they're doing track and trace over here now. Uh, so thankfully, you're getting, I, you're getting a foot in the door. I've already got it in the door. I've already sold it to three places. It, this is how easy. This is how easy it is to make a track and trace. They announced in Lanzarote that they were bringing track and trace out. Two days later, I had it, and two days after that, I've now got people on it. Listen up, Boris Johnson. Give me thirty-five billion. I'll have you one tomorrow. 
can't you notice, mate? No, it's yeah. Better some John Lewis furniture, though. No, better than John Lewis furniture. <laughs> I'm going to say I can send him a shit sofa if it gets me in. <laughs> Dan, what have you been up to? Me? Nothing, Mark. He's just showing off. He's in a different country. It's warm. <laughs> I've actually been playing some stuff. Oh, go on. Whoa. Oh, didn't expect that, did you? I said I've been playing Quantum Break, didn't I? Oh, and yeah, I've, yeah, 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 yeah. I've had a break from work and finished Quantum Break. Really enjoyed it, actually. Really, really, really enjoyed it. I actually thought I'd like to just watch this as a film or as a series. Yeah. Especially, I, I didn't expect, I didn't know anything about it, so I wasn't expecting those 20-minute interval um, kind of Episode live things. action episodes, yeah, mm. which change depending on what you've done yeah, in the game. Yeah, it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book, isn't it? Yeah, but you don't realise you're choosing your own adventure. You do yeah. things in the game. Although there are there are kind of checkpoints midway through the game that says, do you want to take this route or this route? Yeah. And then it tells you what your mates did, which I thought was quite cool. One of them was, I agreed with you and everyone else disagreed with us. And that was um, when your man, Paul, whatever his name is, the one who's the bad guy, he decides whether he's going to believe the black dude off the wire. Or, yeah, or his or his Chinese Japanese um, doctor, and I went with the doctor, and everyone else went with the with the black guy because I didn't trust him at all. But nice, no, so I really enjoyed that. Can't remember who I went with. Can't remember. You, you went. You went with. The, you went with the with the doctor. Yeah. You said yeah. You said that the black guy was out to do him over. I said <laughs> that as well. So yeah, I enjoyed that. I would recommend Quantum Break to to anyone. Um, yeah, it's, it's proper good, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, it, it got some stick for being like a bit shallow as a game, and they were too concentrating on the narrative and things like that. I didn't think that at all. I thought it was great. No, I, I enjoyed it, the gameplay. I thought there were a lot of different it, mechanics. They used yeah. a lot of different variations of time control and manipulation. It I makes you it. makes you feel superhero-y, doesn't it? It's good. Yeah, yeah, definitely enjoyed it. I've also played a roguelite-like thing called Scourgebringer, which was on Game Pass. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I, I think I played that in early release. Or... That might be named after um, a pair of mine X's underwear. Go on. <laughs> Scourgebringer, not, not Skidbringer. It's, um, oh, again, that's, that's, that's... Dirty Minger. <laughs> I'm not sure I liked it. It's a typical eight bit, eight bit style shit, isn't it? But yeah, I don't. There's a lot of dashing around the, around the, a lot of dashing around the play, play space, and you're deflecting bullets back at people. And um, but on a room by room basis, yes. you have to clear that room before you move on to the next. Yes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's about three months or so, I think, since I tried it. I don't know. I don't know if I got on with it, but I liked it. I'm not very good at it. The true game. <laughs> Not very good at it, but I enjoyed it. I went to download something and it wasn't because I wanted to play something, it wasn't installed, so I played something else while it downloaded Hot Shot Racing, which Never looks like um, it's almost virtual racing, kind of very big poly- polygonal, kind of exaggerated early uh, mid 90s, kind of 3D, and it's an arcade racer basically. Um, it's all right. <laughs> what a great review! <laughs> Brilliant. But then I'm glad you brought it to us. Then I, I moved on to because I have never played these either. I moved on to Dishonored. Oh, it's good that. Well, there's a definitive editions on Game Pass again because I'm not mm. buying anything. Um, that's I'm enjoying that so far. It's nice and slow and stealthy. Mm. Well, I suppose you can play it fast and just go for it. But I I'm actually really enjoying just creeping around I... and. I've got the achievement for that where you don't get detected at all throughout the entire game. Wow, that's good going. 
Sad for <laughs> That's good going, particularly for that it last is. for the last level, because I, I managed to maintain I won't spoil anything. I managed to maintain it right till the end and then because I knew um I'd done that and there wouldn't be rats everywhere, I just blasted through the very last level of it and kicked shit out of everything just to get to the end. But yeah, it's good fun, isn't it? It is, but I'm not very good at stealthy stuff, and I'm trying to keep my discipline and play it stealthily. But I often start doing things really slowly, and then I'm like, fuck, I've been playing this for like half an hour and got nowhere. I'm well, off. as you unlock more of the moods, you can be stealthy and quick at the same time. So you can just you can blink further, can't you, and zoom yeah. around more. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'll be curious to see what you think about that come the end, because I thought it was so good that I remember getting it, and I... I'd got a shonky copy of it for the PC and I finished it and then I bought it. You didn't play it again, you just bought it. I just bought it. Just paid for it. So it's good and it deserves me paying money for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how all things should be paid for. (laughs) I'm I'm done with it. I thought it was very good. Now I'll pay for it. Pay for it. That's exactly what I did with it. Let, let me let me uh, let me attribute a value that I think it's worth afterwards, <laughs> and everything that is shit, people will pay for it. Yeah, because I w- I would undecided because I read reviews and I thought I'm gonna like that. Am I not? I'll just download it and I'll see. I, I really liked it, so I just, yeah, I finished it and bought it. I've also played another game. <sighs> Check me out. Um, oh, which I'm playing playing with Soul Outriders. Outriders. Oh, is that that newish, newish third person-y thing? Yeah, it looks like Borderlands, but third person without the humour. Yeah. It's Gears of War crossed with Borderlands, crossed with probably Destiny. So if you've got friends to play with, yes, don't play it on your Uh, own. I started playing it on my own and I thought, you need to really have, it's a co-op thing. I bought it, this, on Steam, but I returned it because I was within my two weeks and two hours and I decided it was shit. But this was like, I bought it day one. It's only been out a couple of months, hasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, about that. Yeah. With, with, uh, uh, I think we've done a couple, n- nearly the first two missions, but the missions tend to be off, off threads of story, tend to be made up about three or four quests and side quests and stuff. So it's all right for a couple of hours to kill some time in it. Yeah, it's decent. All right. Um, it's all right. I'm, I'm enjoying mucking about with my outfits more than I thought I would. I put on this new helmet and some new gear and I'm like, fuck, I look sick. <laughs> 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 uh, it's, right, it's only a matter of time before he turns into that guy off South Park and just whether well, I was shitting in buckets and things. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Having a bad back does for you. Um, yeah, so that that's been my gaming sphere for the last few weeks. I watched only one film that I can recall, which was on Netflix called Run. It's kind of is a thriller. Sequel to Walk. Uh, it's a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, it's a lot quicker. <laughs> first. Have a sit down and a cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. That's a mini um, series. It's, it's got the woman from that weird nurse show, Ratched. 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 Oh, Ratched. yeah, Ratched. yeah, 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 yeah. It's got her in it, and she's got a daughter who's disabled in a wheelchair. And but she ain't running not, anywhere, not, is she? It's not enough. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. Just watch that. It's, okay. No, I, I enjoyed it, yes. It's good. And I've also started watching Mythic Quest. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? because I liked Always Sunny so much. Uh, I'm like, oh, Rob McKelleny. That'll do. I'll watch that. I've only watched one episode, and I, oh, I found it really funny. Right, yeah. Like, oh, I want to get more into it. Yeah, you so, definitely I think do. Me, me and Josh, we're about four episodes in, and it gets slightly more funny. I, I like it a lot. I slightly think it's great. Funny. Yeah. 
I'm not, I mean, it's good, yeah. It's not, it's obviously not as funny as um, Sunny, but I, I think it's just a bit, it's just good. Just something about it, I don't know, I just like it. And then it, some of that cleverness that he shows in some of them certain episodes of Always Sunny, he throws in in these. So you've got like the lockdown episodes are very, very clever. And then there's, there's an episode you've got to come to where it's, not even them. <laughs> That's really clever. Uh, it's just a totally different company from a different show. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's a really really good program. Second series coming in there, so it started yeah, already. It's two down. It? Yeah. Oh this... God, man, there's too much stuff to play and watch, and, and anything. I don't have time. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm... what have I been up to? Well, you stole my thunder, Marco, with Returnal. So yeah, I'm yeah. enjoying that. Uh, one thing it truly does look lovely it looks next gen and the haptics and the, the joy I, the, the, I, the pad and everything i'll give it that the, um, it feels yeah next gen. the the way that they have used the controller is other than that demo is the first thing really to actually utilize it i would think properly i mean hitman did it a bit with the clicky trigger thing um but that does it a lot and it's all yeah. the better for it Half a squeeze gives you, you can shoot, and full squeeze on the trigger gives something else, which is, I mean, the GameCube are doing that, to be fair. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah. but it feels like, and and you can feel the rainfall in your hands when it, mm. when it's a rainy, rainy part of the level. So it's all clever stuff. It's good. That's all really I've been playing. Um, to be honest, work and life has got in the way this past two weeks. We're a week late, aren't we, mm. everybody? And that's because work and life is getting in everyone's way. We, we need a lottery win. <laughs> a big cheer for everyone going, thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you make it like about six weeks late? On the TV front and film front and stuff, I finished the first series of Snowfall, which I enjoyed, about the, you know, the, the 1980s crack epidemic in LA just at the start of it. Like drugs coming in from what, LA. What's that a on? Of episodes ago. Um, I think it's on Disney Plus as stars. It's on iPlayer ah, right, at the minute, okay. or four series. I think you can get it on whatever the hooky means you want. But in the UK, we've got it on all four series, I think, or on iPlayer. And there's only 10 series. I mean, they're 40 minutes long. 10 gotcha. series, 10 episodes. 40 minutes long. Blast through it. Music's great. Acting's great. It's good stuff. Finished the first series. I... I Falcon and Winter Soldier. I don't think we've mentioned it or talked about it whatsoever on, on no, here. No, we haven't. No, I didn't fancy it, it at me all. It? Yeah, I didn't fancy it no. at all. It just, I, it, yeah. I really was Falcon not it's good. interesting. It's good. It's like a Marvel lethal weapon. But what I'm finding with these things, whether you liked One Division or you didn't, whether you liked Falcon and Winter Soldier or you didn't, it's allowing you to, you're getting far more time for these characters, and there's a not necessarily a subplot, but they they touch in on the Winter Soldier's PTSD. You know, you don't kill all these people without having a bit of mental anguish over it. They touch in on Sam's family. They all live um, down in Baton Rouge or somewhere. They, they have a, a like a Bubba Gump <laughs> shrimp company fishing fishing thing that's going under. It's tanking and the bank won't give him money. And Sam doesn't have any money. You know, he's just an army dude, isn't he? Tony... Tony Stark bankrolled everyone. So you've seen all these sides of it where you think, oh, actually, yeah, you don't get paid for being a superhero, do you? Mm. I think that's, cool. that's and, quite and, he, and they're like, And so they go, he goes to the bank to try and get a loan. He's like, hey, you know, he's like, oh, God, yeah, look, you know, it's, a, it's a falcon. He's like, yeah, yeah, give me a loan. He's like, nah, can't, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, so he only holds so much. It, it's good. And there's lots of different threads 
lots of again the difficult past regarding race and racism and black people's history in america and should the falcon be representing america when they've not been great for black people you know it should you know lots of this kind of stuff that you don't get in a in a two-hour punch people in the face yeah so, i mean the thing is i i am all for giving the those genres a bit more room to breathe because they benefit more from the characters but there's just that much of it now that it just is turning into shovelware particularly marvel there's literally everything i mean fucking it's not going to be long before marvel are dedicating oh you know that dog that walked past that frame in episodes we hadn't done out about him let's give him his own series he were in that one spider-man comic you know he took a shit in background you know, so but that's my only problem really with Marvel is they're really it was, it was, grasping at straws now as to what they've got left to I mean, do. It, it was it was Superman that had a dog, really, to be fair. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, if if the quality drops off, then yeah, sack it off. You've just got that bad batch turn up, aren't you? The Star Wars Clone Wars bad batch spin off as well. Mm. Watched about 20 minutes with the kids, that seems all right, but again, time in it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, if the quality drops off, then then quite right, then you can call it shovelware. Mm. Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, they certainly knocked it out of the park with um, with WandaVision, didn't they? So, yeah, it's mm. worth checking out. Yeah, uh, music. Uh, not much to report. You know, I, I've been listening to Planet Rock Radio. <laughs> I feel like I've been about 14. I turned on the other day and they're playing Thunder, followed by um, Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> and then you get some modern rock. And then Nickelback comes on, so I go for shit. And then you come back. And there's just, generally, it's like, I, I don't know. I would just thought, well, I'll shove it on the Sonos and listen to that. But I have been listening to, in terms of decent music, uh, Tony Allen, you know, the Afrobeat drummer who drummed with Fela Kuti. He was the drummer in that Good, the, the Good, the Bad and the Queen. No. You know, Damon Albarn, side project. No Rocky idea. Moon and the Juice. <clears throat> anyway, he died last year at 79, but he's a he's a really funky, slick drummer who can really turn his hand to as As we've just gone over there, turn his hand to anything. Well, not now because he's dead. But this latest album is really good. It's all kind of hip-hop and rap and if it floats your boat it's worth checking out a lot of british artists on there as well it's good danny brown pops up but yeah it's called there is no end which there is because it finishes unfortunately he has found that there is actually an end because he's no longer with us. And on that sad note, <laughs> yeah. what have you been playing? <laughs> this is the game. The game that we've been playing. Crewball. Crew with a E with two dots on it, which is an umlaut. Is it? Is it an umlaut, umlaut when it's above yeah. an E? I've got no idea released in September 1992 by EA, Electronic Farts. It's in my pants. Uh, and it was developed by NUFX, or NuFX, if you're going to be cool about it, I guess, who prior to this had developed arcade conversions for the Lynx, Rygar, Hard Driving, uh, Zybots. Remember Zybots? 
Yeah, no. I didn't know whether it was Zybots or XYBots. Oh, Xybots. Yeah, I do remember it. Or Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> but they're probably better known or uh, more famously known for developing NBA Street Series, which is badonkadonk basketball, but like in a ginnel or something. In a <laughs> the ginnel. Basketball yeah. in, in a ginnel. NBA in the ginnel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do this game a disservice, so I'll just read out the back of the box. Go on. Because A, it's easy, and B, I'm lazy. Join Motley Crue mascot Alistair Fiend on a ripping quest to spread metal mania. Attention, headbangers. The ultimate heavy metal pinball concert is about to begin. You just got from road tickets to a no holds barred totally rocking metal fest. It's up to you to blast the anti rock forces and crank up the volume to the max. Crewball gives you a backstage pass to the <laughs> volume. Crank up the volume. <laughs> Crew, crew, crew ball gives you a backstage pass to the ultimate pinball tour blistering soundtrack featuring three motley crew hits nine ripping apostrophe ripping volume levels that's play levels dude special appearance by motley crew's alice fiend even though i've just said that previously on the back of the box. <laughs> loads of skill shots and nasty enemies Nine blistering levels of non-stop headbanging created by some of the world's leading pinball designers. Okay. Right. So I call you, bullshit. So it's a pinball game. Uh. <laughs> so as you probably caught there, uh, Crewball is named after the band, the 80s band uh, Motley Crew, with uh, more famous for drummer... Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Lee. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, oh, who, went on who, to star in No Country for Old Men. Yeah. He can be found. He can be found drumming, drumming uh, Pamela Anderson in a private home video. Yeah, I had a copy of that as a teenage boy. That was amazing. But it wasn't always so. Originally, it was called Twisted Wheel. What? What? what the, the game? Twisted Wheel are a band. Christ, we're all over the place tonight. Twisted Flipper. Twist. Right. What? Motley Crue were. Okay. Right. No. Motley Crue. <laughs> Twisted Flipper sounds like a kids' TV program. I would watch. That would be a right dolphin. Sounds like a murderous dolphin. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're rapists anyway, aren't they, apparently? So maybe that's where it'd yeah. be. Who's he going to rape this week? <laughs> and then off he goes. <laughs> this flip is so twisted. Rules blow holes for it. Anyway, we digress. Okay. Quite, was, but by quite some margin. And interestingly, it was called Twisted Flipper. The earliest release I could find of this in the UK press was Mean Machines in September, and it was still called Twisted Flipper then. And there was an advert in Mean Machines or CMVG around the time where it was still being called Twisted Flipper. Adverts were called Twisted Flipper right up until The Wire. So, uh, But apparently they wanted to call it Headbangers Ball before that, but MTV wouldn't give it. So at the last minute, it looks like they called it Crew Ball and, and put... Um, your man off Alistair Fiend off Dr. Feelgood cover on it so I, I don't know 
But is it a last? Because in 92, Vince Neil left Motley Crue. <laughs> so, and I, so I don't know what we, maybe we're, I don't know. Just odd, odd to pick a band whose lead singer had just left to try and sell more copies. Yeah, I was doing some research about this as well and found that it, they were trying to get MTV to buy in. That's why it was, that's why they called it Headbangers Ball. They were trying to get MTV, trying to link it in with the show. Um, um, I used to love M- I used to they just love went, Headbangers Ball. Nah, not interested. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, we've made this game now. Yeah, have another <laughs> um, go. Yeah, still not interested. <laughs> and they went to a different band as well before Motley Crue. I can't remember who it was because I didn't write it down. But I tell was you, was it the did. Spin Doctors? Oh. <laughs> Went to Princess Come Before You. Just go. Yeah. Name another one of their songs. Uh, Pocket Full of Kryptonite. Oh well, you're that age, are you? Yeah, but we we are that age. You you you, you, you were that, the, that was the name. You, of you were the, the very well. demographic who could have named another song of theirs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh, so yeah, it's a pinball game. Uh, the table was designed by industry veteran Mark Sprenger. Nope. Oh, yeah. uh, well, he did artwork for real-life pinballs such as Diner, uh, High Speed, and High Speed 2, The Getaway, which is good. Oh, The, the Getaway is um, really good. Yeah. Yeah. The- Chris CMP, friend of the show, he has one in his hoof. Yeah, we used to it's have it at the pub. It's a really, really good pinball game, that. Bram Stoker's Dracula, also amongst amongst many many others. Uh, but oddly, he just did the artwork. Now I don't want to, I don't want to throw shade at Mark Sprenger, but he's just down as doing artwork. So I don't know how much you get to design a pinball. There's, there's not much artwork that. in this. Yeah, really. Well, no, no but no. if you think so, about it, most of it's been around. It's no, like, but I'm going to say most of a pinball is mechanical, in it. Really, all this pinball machine is is a piece of artwork lights up this one yeah, yeah because it's a pinball machine yes. in a game so it kind of makes sense if he did the concept art for the pinball and then did the artwork for the pinball kind of makes sense okay. and the music is by a dude called brian schmidt who also did loads of pinball music on sort of fury black knight 2000 live boy from pre pinball simpsons so at least you've got a game about pinball made by people who work in the pinball industry. Pinball playfield. Yeah. Uh, you are on a playfield that's made up of three screens, like a lot of the things that, like a lot of the, the, the console pinballs at the time. Yeah. Uh, certainly Devil's Crush. Devil Crash, Devil Crush. I always get mixed up. Alien Crush should crash and Devil Crush should crash. crash. Uh, maybe Sonic Spinball. I don't know how many windows or frames that was on. I've got Revenge of the Gator for the Game Boy, which is an excellent pinball. That's again on three screens. So you play on three individuals. I guess it's the only way that you can really fit it on a TV. Yeah. <laughs> In reality. Unless you're putting yeah, massive okay. borders up and down the sides. Yeah. Sonic, Sonic Spinball oh. used to you move up and down with it. It weren't particular. It scroll? Yeah, it scrolled and then... You could oh, move on to different parts one. of the world because you could get out and walk because you're a hedgehog. This one scrolls, <laughs> doesn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> a little bit, yeah. Mm. And then, but does it? Does it scroll? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I care. Anyway, it's usual pinball fare. You've got to hit targets and hit things to unlock certain things to get certain points to progress up and up the up the field to the side of the field into space. 
at one point. Mm, I didn't get um, into space. What looked like space. But yeah, as usual, they can your um your pinballs on consoles on your on your gaming platforms can tend to be a bit more bonkers. So there's monsters' heads flying around, or rather skulls with green hair and big feet. Dreadheads, I believe they're called. Just they can be a bit wacky. It has a, a cameo you... appearance um of the snake from the Nokia game of the same name. Yeah. That... <laughs> a little snake comes across, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? Random. There are some busts of Mozart. I'm yeah. going to say I didn't I don't see know what any they, Were they Mozart, Beethoven, Caesar? I don't know who they were. They, they, but yeah, they looked like marble statues had. They were on level two. Who said whatever. that? Oh, What's it? That's all it was. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, Eat basically. it. <laughs> you've got, because there's no clear indication. Like when you play pinball in real life, you've got some kind of instructions down in the bottom left. Are you getting feedback from your uh, display mm. saying, hit that ramp for unlock multi-ball. Yeah, do, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. None There's of none that. of that. But so in this, you're kind of just whacking the shit out of stuff until you, oh, oh, that's what I need to do, is it? Oh, okay. And it's mainly on this, the, the majority of the, the, the shit goes down on that middle table, doesn't it? That's where you have to get most of your objectives to get up to the top. Yeah. yeah. Which... Play field, up to the top. I'll, in fact, section. I'll save it for the next bit, but yeah. And in that top section... There's a there's a head which looks like Ra- Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm. I thought it was Brian May. But apparently he he's called. I assume he's detailed in the instructions. None of us have played a physical copy of this. He's called Craig. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know it's why. Rock and roll I'm name. Hoping that there'd be some expl- I couldn't find a scan of the instructions or anything. So I'm hoping there'd be some kind of explanation as to why he's just <laughs> simply called Craig. Craig. Why but I've seen it. I've seen it in loads of places. So it must be in the instructions. Pinball Craig, and he's blocking the exit, which is a volume knob behind a wall. And you smash that wall, and you go up the side of the volume knob to turn the volume, and you go up a volume level to volume level two, or level two technically. And there's nine volume levels, so nine levels, and they're all they're all the same three screen play. If they'd have done the final tap ball, they'd have had eleven. Yeah, Mr. Trick there, didn't they? Yeah. See, that is a good band. What the oh, the, I've just found controversial. I've just found a PDF of the instructions. Um, whilst you were saying you couldn't find one, no particularly hard. But each um, no, I tell you what, I tell you what it is. Each... I'm going to uninstall it. I've got DuckDuckGo as my default search engine, but because it's your default search engine, it doesn't like Google. You don't get shit. So I'm going to give up my privacy so I can get some decent search results. <laughs> yeah. So each it does tell you in the instructions what each what you've got to do on each level of volume. Ah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, well, nine. Yeah, that would have been helpful. There's a, there's a spinner bunker in the middle screen. Fire at the spinner target until you wipe out the whole bunker, etc. So it's taking you three weeks to find that then? I didn't look for it until just oh, then. Well, that's... When you went, I can't find it. I went, oh, I wonder if... Oh, yeah, there it is. It wouldn't have been hard for it, though, would it, for whatever stage of the game you were at, just to put something that scrolled across the bottom and told you? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, because... Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, those uh, things are called Craig. It doesn't tell you anything else. Crabulas. There's a crabula. Volume level two. When you break the wall, Craig explodes, and then that's when Crabula comes out and starts dropping maggots around, doesn't it? Yeah. Are they not craggers? Uh, Could be. Sounds like you don't your ass properly. <laughs> then flippers are oh, called flippers. <laughs> and the ball's called a crawl. <laughs> and you, you work your way to level nine, where the ultimate end of level boss is Mr. Gore, who Ow. looks like a, a big... A uh, lump of shit with eyes. 
<laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, I did it's obviously really, didn't get that. It's but. not really using the the whole spectrum of the the, the Mega Drive's power here, is it? No. From, from the screenshots of Mr. So. Gar, it just <clears throat> looks shit no it looks like a smash tv baddie just stuck at the top like a cow pat and once you've killed him uh for some reason the entire neighbor you know there's like a cutscene at the start where yes the, you pull up outside your house and and there's some good speech it's, someone screams tells you to turn your stereo down or whatever yeah. uh and, when you finish the game rightly so all the neighborhood's been ab- obliterated apart from your house where you stood on the roof and that's it so that's not worked out right well for him he might be proud for a few minutes until he realizes he can't Go anywhere. I don't know. It sounds kind of see nice me. just to be the only house in the neighborhood. Can't, like can't get deliveries, man. How are you going to eat? You'll have to airdrop food in Amazon drones. <laughs> and that's it. That's Motley Crew. That's Crew Ball. But before we decide if it's for you or if it's Poo, Motley Crew, Crew Ball, Poo Ball, is it for you, Ball? Who knows? We'll move on to what we like to call our. Interlude. Yeah, cultural interlude, man. Talk to so us. When was it? Struggle. When was it? When was it? What's What's becoming rapidly, uh, What's becoming clear as we move into this next era of games is that for some reason there's no release dates anywhere. Okay. Or it's hard. Or it's hard to find the truth of any release dates. So for some reason, throughout the eighties, people have got proper release dates, and in this, everywhere on the internet, it just said September. Well, that'll do, won't it? Uh, in some places, it just said 92. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's a bit big. Yeah, September 92 so, will do. So, to be fair, September was the first place we saw the review in Me Machines, albeit Twisted Flipper. So, I've plumped for September. I could have gone for December, which is when we saw a crew ball review in CMVG and gone somewhere in the middle, but I nah, saw it. Bad enough for December. Uh, so, you did the, it's the right choice. Yeah, and prior to this, Motley Crue had only had five albums out. I've gone for the 5th of September. Okay. Everyone needs a system. Five albums? Who the fuck were buying them? What a load of shite. Right, anyway. I, remember, they've got, I, I didn't even know they were they, as a kid. Anyway. Got, come on, you know, girls, girls, girls. I'm like, no, no, no. Even now. Shout, I'm... shout at the devil. <laughs> no. I'd rather no. not. <laughs> Dr. Phil, is it going to make you feel good? No. No? Want that, no, want no, that no, him no. out of coming away? <laughs> I don't know. Want that Stefan Dennis you just sang and passed it off as Motley yeah. Crue? Make you feel good, yeah. Maybe. Make you feel good. Maybe Stefan <laughs> Dennis was in Motley Crue. Maybe, yeah. Well, that's a good jump off, isn't it, for the music charts, which is what we do first. Go for uh, it. The singles. Dude. Dropping to number seven for number five, it's Felix with Don't You Want Me. Bet you, you want me, especially if you've Don't you want me, don't you want me, don't you want me. Don't you want me, don't you want me. It's a good song, that. That is a... That is, is what, what we like to call a banger. What year with this? 1992. 1992. Yeah, it reminds, reminds me of taking acid. <laughs> yeah, go on. You did that at school? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Dropping one place to number four. Don't worry if you've got an achy, breaky heart. Billy Ray Cyrus is here to help you out. Don't let him Miley Cyrus' dad was sorting your love life well out. I remember that vividly. 
just being everywhere. I remember it as a kid, just hearing it all the time and hating it. If my dad had so a mullet like that, that, I'd have issues as well. So. These songs kind of just catch fire, don't they? These one-off country songs. And then, what? what is it, 92? So, so nearly 30 years later, he's back around again on that chuffing old town road with that Nas X, whatever it's oh, called. Oh, God. There's a, like that, it? there's a street I pass on the way in, on the way back home, on the side street. Don't it's give me dress away. Micketown Road. <laughs> I keep, every time I drive past it, <laughs> going to take my house to Micketown Road. <laughs> I don't know. Every day. <laughs> Maybe that's where his inspiration. Maybe he's been to Yorkshire and gone, I'm going to write a song about Micketown Road. <laughs> going to guess not. Holding on to the number one stop. Don't worry. It's not as bad as cancer. Rhythm is a dancer. Ah, from Snap. Boom. Yeah, right. right. That holds up as well. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember? This is Lincoln. Do you remember that in when this was out and you were living in Lincoln? Yes. Yes. Uh, I came and stopped over at yours. <laughs> yes. And you had Morris outside. Francis. You had. It, you had Morris Dancer yeah. meet up at the pub, because Mark yeah. lived in a pub. They used to meet up and practice at the pub in the grounds. Yeah. <laughs> and we shouted out of the top window, serious is cancer when you're a rhythm. When, when you're, you're a Morris, Morris Dancer. dancer. And they took it quite seriously, little bells on their knees and a tick, tick, dancing around. Album charts. Album charts, go on then. Just dropping out, on its way out of the top ten, at number ten, We Can't Dance album from Genesis. Which featured, yeah, I can't can't dance. Which was there, like sideways, a bit snooty about going. There's dance music in charts. A bit of a dig at dance music being being so prolific. And you know, son of mine, that's on that album as well. This is when they were really on the way, and I think Genesis. I thought, depending on which year, I thought they'd already gone, and then this was some kind of attempt at a comeback. But it was shy. It did. It did. Well, it, it, well, it sold well. I I worked at Roundhay Park selling fish and chips when they toured this, mm. and they were they they were mass. This album was massive, and I can't dance for massive, and and all the songs off it. Some of the songs. There's about eight singles or something ridiculous off it. They were, they were big. Wow. Remember Jesus? Jesus, he knows me. Ah, oh, Jesus, he knows me. me. And he and knows, knows I'm right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's off this album. Uh, as well. Okay, okay, okay. And at number two, which is the reason why I ended up listening to Planet Rock, was an album I bought on release from EGS Records in Wakefield. Went down on the Monday morning, as I used to do. I'd go to college and I'd spend my me, me pocket money on album Thunder. Uh, Laughing on Judgment Day by Thunder, which were a British rock band. They did... Uh, That's when love walks in through my door. This sounds like music middle-aged women dildo themselves to... Thanks the question. Uh, why were you buying it? It's like if the Def Leppard, if if the Def Leppard of Premier League, uh, these are championship. But I, I again working at concerts. I worked at Monsters of Rock in 1992 when Iron Maiden headlined and Skid Row and Thunder played, and I thought, ah, they're all right. So I went and got the album with my pocket money. Oh, I but think I remember one, these. I'm just going to Google them because they looked funny. Let me let me. Oh, they, no, they looked just like. You see, what happened in '92? Nirvana and Pearl Jam and all your grunge scene were just about to hit. <laughs> all right, so it's, so, uh, it's before Nirvana so, and Pearl Jam. 
So all your hair metal were just about hanging on. So I think Guns N' Roses had, your, had, had used your Illusion 1 and 2. So I think Spaghetti Incident were just around the corner. All these hair metal bands were just more or less overnight regarded as complete shit. <laughs> and rightly <laughs> like, so. And you know the way they looked. <laughs> yeah. ripped, ripped baggy, yeah, just big bouffanted hairstyles and rock singing. Just immediately not cool unless you had narrowing addiction and you wear plaid shirts you weren't in so, and then at number one Kylie Minogue's Greatest Hits 1992 1992 <laughs> what's your favourite Kylie song at that point it's got to be what look of us or something what's so much she's in past I should be so lucky but, um, um, especially for you probably was on it I mean she's alright to be honest I don't think Kylie Minogue can sing but it's never stopped most people, has it? Don't stop me. <laughs> I think she's all right. Should. She's all right. She's part of a package. Rod Stewart can't sing. So, you know, whatever. No. He can't do a great deal. He can't brush his own fucking hair, can he? Pull a fit bird, no. though. Hey, talk... Well, yeah. This is more. Go on. Look at the films. So let's... You need a bell or something, Daniel, which you can... Or you can just clang something. When you've seen a film, like a, a cowbell or, I don't know, horn, Have you got your film jar something. at the ready? Because you're probably going to need it again, aren't you, in a minute? So number nine. Yeah. Universal Soldier. Yeah. Directed by Roland Emmerich. Yeah. So I didn't realise he directed it. Well, that's enough. So it's all you need to know, to know to avoid it, isn't it? <laughs> and Dolph Lundgren. It's all, to be fair. It's, it's what I, I'm going to call it 80s schlock, but obviously it's 90s. But what it is, it's all right. You know what I mean? It's all right. And number two was third in the instalment of Lethal, Lethal Weapons. Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon movie. Lethal Weapon. Is it Lethal Weapon 3 where he's on the toilet? No, that's two. With the bomb? That's second. That's, that's the good two. one. There's a there's a bomb on bog. Oh, no, actually, no. Two is the one that's completely in the dark all the way through with Patsy Kensett in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think three diplomatic ma- immunity. Yeah, I think is, three is, might be the one where he's on the bog. The more light-hearted one, more Joe Pesci in it. Is three the one where um, Danny Glover's uh, almost a retirement? Yeah, and he I says think... I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> that yeah. one. Yeah, it's that one. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that starred Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, and it was directed by Dick Donner. And number one. Dick Donner. Dick Donner. Sounds like something you buy in Halifax after a night out. They're going for a Dick sounds Donner. Like some, sounds like something you did. <laughs> Dick Donner. Um, and number one is a much maligned sequel in a series of films. I personally enjoy it very much. Alien 3. I think Alien 3 is a good film. Not the shitty I do. theatrical one, the proper one. I haven't seen it, is, but I remember you having a poster of it in your bedroom. Yep. A big poster of where she's up against the wall and the little head is coming out of the mouth. Hello. A little. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hi. Yeah, I'm little, an alien. Yeah, that one. <laughs> the, the thing is, everybody wanted aliens, didn't they? Again. Yeah, and it definitely wasn't, but, I, I, but it, it's good. Good film. You get a lot of people going, Ugh. Brian Glover did that for get that woman back to infirmary. Mm. 
but it's not it's good it's inventive the 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 point of view shot from the alien like phantasm mm. I, I, I thought it was really good but david fincher was relatively just on music videos at this point and so relatively unknown and i think the studio were worried that and, the, and by all accounts they took it off him didn't they yeah more or, or less yeah chopped they it chopped a it a bit has there ever been a circumstance where a studio has done that and they've been right no. Yeah, you'd think see, they'd fucking learn, wouldn't you? Josh Trank's Fantastic Four and New Mutants and everything. Yeah. Just le- I, I, you've employed someone to have a vision, right? Yeah. So that's just, your gamble. Yeah, just let them get on with it. You know? Leave it. And then, obviously, David Fincher went on to do The Game, yeah. Seven, Fight Club. It's like... I guess he's had the last laugh. I say, when you're looking at things, like you're looking at the DC stuff, where they started to sanitize Snyder's stuff and then got Joss Whedon to ruin his uh, Justice League. And then they totally sanitized David Ayer's Suicide Squad and messed that up. And, you know, and it's like, when has their interference ever paid off? And and, and then, it, you know, that, that culminates in Wonder Woman 1984, which is just an absolute pile of shit where you can see that the studio's got their own way with absolutely everything in it. And you look at it and go, that is of no worth or value at all. So hopefully they turn it back around again now. But it's really frustrating when that happens, isn't it? And Alien 3 is a very early example of it happening. Of the, You watch David Fincher's version of that film, and it's a really great film. I mean, some of that carries on through, because obviously he's a good director. So there is some good performances that carry on through into the theatrical one. And like you say, there's some good camera work that carries on through. But it's just not, it's a bit choppy, isn't it, the theatrical one? Yeah, there's a few, I mean, if you want to criticise it, there's some odd decisions whereby, you know, she went through Aliens to save Newt and Bishop. And then at the end, they crash and everyone's dead. Yeah. But it's just to start again. All right, okay. So I was invested in those characters, and you've just you've killed them off. But yeah. in many in many ways, Newt would have been about eighteen or something by that point, and oh, well, certainly older. Just want to work. So maybe ah. it's a, it's it's I like it, and let's not talk about the films that followed it. <laughs> if you think Alien Three is bad. <laughs> you think that's bad the thing is though I don't know what happened with the one after because uh, Resurrection yeah because again he's a really good director that guy but that film's shite but we're a gaming podcast essentially sometimes most of the time I'd say we're, we're, we've got a gaming filling but we've got uh, pop culture bread okay yeah good September like the 5th it was issue 130 of CMVG was on the shelf in <laughs> with BC Kid on the Amiga on the cover. BC and BC a sixteen, Kid. yes, sixteen-page Street Fighter Two Player's Guide. Wow, BC Kid. in depth. BC Kid, he doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about Christianity. <laughs> That's the storyline. <laughs> so, so the first. Yeah, well, the first review will come to is BC Kid, which is the part onto the Amiga of PC Kid. Somewhere else you'll see it as Bonk's Adventure, but PC Kid is a big, fat-headed caveman who is on the PC Engine, uh, Mario kind of, Mario platformer kind of. I think they were going for a, that kind of thing. I'm just looking at it. It looks more like Wonder Boy. Yeah, it's like Wonder Boy cross with Mario with a bit of Joel Mack. Right. And yeah, prehistoric 
Kid. Yeah, it don't look right good. Uh, but according to Tim Boone, the Amiga version is just as good as the two PC Kid games on the engine, which is what they annoyingly called it in the in CMBG. They didn't call it PC Engine, just called it the engine, you know, like to make to be cool and that. Yeah. Uh, but he, the gameplay is perfectly ported. Stop, stop shuffling about. And buy the game as soon as you possibly can. So I don't know what he thinks that we, what you're doing if you're not buying a game. Maybe he just, just thinks amb- everyone needs a piss. Maybe. Maybe it's that, it's that when you stood in front of all the cassettes in the wall in in boots, just going, oh, "What do I buy?" Nah. You know the indecision when you know you've only got enough money for one. I think game. if we have to debate what he means, he won't clear enough. <laughs> Correct. Move on. <laughs> Next up is a game that we touched in our last series, Die Hard. On the oh, NES. Christmas mm. game, even though it's 84. not a Christmas film. Yeah. Oh, let's not get into that debate. <laughs> Paul Rand and Tim Boot thought highly of of this game. And beyond the bog standard graphics, which I think we said yeah, when was we good. touched on yeah. it, you look at it and you think, that's a bit shit. But uh, Samey Sound, bog standard graphics, is an excellent game. It is. It's kind of like a stealth dungeon crawler, isn't it? Gauntlet, yeah. top down, stealthy business. It is. Like worth checking out, a, NES kids. It's got early Metal Gear Solid type thing in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Next up, Parodius on the Super Nintendo score surely in that's, 92. That's Super now, Parodius then, surely. Or is it just called Parodius still? Because they used to put I Super in front of everything, didn't For it? a UK release, I think it was just, uh, just Parodius. But Paul Rand, Parodia. Randy Paul considers it better than the PC Engine version and one of the best shoot-em-ups you can find. Oh, that's pretty, isn't it? I'm just Googling it now. I know it's great. Yeah, you did. I remember playing it a lot. I think this was the height of my SNES and Mega Drive buying power. I think I've got summer work, working at places like Monsters of Rock (laughs) and Genesis concerts. And... I was spunking my money on great games because I, I had the next game as well on the Super Nintendo. You always knew. Prince of Persia. Oh, that was good. Scholar, was good. Scholar in 91. And Paul, Ren, Paul Rand reckons it it's the version that tops all of them. He says, I've played all the versions. This is the best. And it is shit hot on the Super Nintendo. It is very, very good. Just going back to Parodius, you, you always mm-hmm. knew when you put the cartridge in, turned it on, and you had that big pink bar scroll down the screen, and it said for Konami. Konami, Konami. You're like, yeah, this is going to be good. That yeah. and uh, that Super is, Contra. Contra, yeah. yeah, absolutely. That is uh, Mystical Ninja. Mystical Ninja, that was yeah. like a mark of... Did Konami do Castlevania, Super Castlevania, Castlevania 4? Right, was that Cap- so? Konami? No, it might be Konami. I do, you just know, yeah, but yeah, same sunset sunset riders, yep. same. Yep. Yes, Konami, get me knob out and Capcom as well. <laughs> get me knob out. Get me knob out. You knob in. Now, Carry now, on. We're moving, now we're getting a little bit older. Now we're getting a bit older. We're not easily triggered anymore, are we? By now, we're, well, I, we've got ten years on Daniel, so you know we're, we're coming up to middle age. It takes a lot to trigger us, but Konami and Capcom. Konami now I can still do it. Yeah. Konami have lost the way. Don't know. Oh, they do it. They just do Pro Evo or something. Lost the way. Yeah, Konami haven't done anything, have they? Really at all? They've done Not that, really. and they've done a couple of crappy Metal Gear spin-offs. Metal <sighs> yeah, Gear, Metal Gear shoot zombies in the face or something. It would call survive. 
I'll try. Charts. Metal Gear Survive. Is... What an uninspired name. <clears throat> what can we do that make it stands out from every other game that you've ever played? What do you have to do in this game that you don't have to do in any other game? Survive. Oh, yeah, we'll have that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because you don't have to do that in every other game. Right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there were no multi-format charts this this month for some reason. Just multi-charts on formats. So I've just picked number that one. That made me brain. Uh, go on, right? Yeah, <laughs> you'll you'll get there. Just walk it back; it'll work. <laughs> Game Boy number one, Super Mario Land. One of the world's shortest games that you can finish in about twenty minutes or something. Yeah. On the NES, mm. no, not even a Super Nintendo chair. On the NES, at number one is Capcom's Rescue Rangers, which is a brilliant. Side-scrolling platformer. Chip and Dale. Uh, number one on the Sega, which I think they mean the Master System, <laughs> is Wimbledon Tennis, which is a game about tennis. And on the Mega Drive, you've got Tasmania. Come to Tasmania. Tasmania, <laughs> which is... I had that, I think. Good. Oh, Tasmania. <laughs> that's, 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 that's how the pizza went for the That's what you like to me. Go to Tasmania. Since the auction. Tasmania. We need you. We need you. Right, okay. Yeah, so uh, there's your charts, and <laughs> there is cultural interlude done with. Before you leave the cultural interlude, oh, I'm just okay, looking yeah, at yeah. I'm just looking at Konami. They just make Dance Dance Revolution games now. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Beat Mania. And yeah. It's all them kind of stuff. And Pro Evo. What? And nobody buys. What, what is what, your verdict? <laughs> yeah, so what did you think of Crewball Boys? Alright. I've I've got a confession to make. Go on. Well, I were really excited for it, weren't I? Yeah, you were, yeah, because yeah, you, you were like, I love this game. Yeah. I brought it off my mate's dad and that. Yeah, and it, I hate past me. Oh, dear. past me hasn't got a fucking clue. I, I hate this game. Oh, dear, I quite I like really it. I don't like it. I'm shit really at it, like but it. I still quite like it. But No, it's, it, there's, there's so many design choices that feels like they've gone to make it as annoying as they possibly could at every opportunity, and they've done a good job of it. Oh, you after, see, you after see, my initial excitement, I'm like, "Fuck no!" I, I, but I think also I don't think I get on with video pinball. So yeah, I was gonna say I, I think the, the what I thunk of it was quite the opposite. I thought it's got it's it it is like pinball. You know, you go in, you don't know what you're doing, and you you really shit at it, and you start to get better and better and better and better at it, but. Um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get past level two. Um, you know, it was really, 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 really hard. But at no point during playing it did I hate. It. I enjoyed it. I still liked it. So even though it were hard and I wasn't really getting anywhere, but the thing is, pinball is hard and you don't really get anywhere. That's what pinball is. You're just trying to get a better score, trying to get better at it. And the only things really that I didn't like was the scroll points on the sections. Just the ball just went a little bit too low, so you didn't have quite the decision-making power to to be as kind of... It was just out of shot, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, just... so you couldn't be as like dexterous as you wanted to be with the flippers kind of thing. 
but I thought it was enjoyable, and I thought it it honoured pinball whilst throwing some stuff in that a pinball, a real life pinball, couldn't reasonably achieve. And um, other than the music, I thought it was pretty good. The music was fucking awful. Made me wanted to rip my ears out. And, um, you know, to say that's one of its major selling points. Maybe if I was a fan of Motley Crue and I could use my imagination to fill in the gaps, I might have been humming along to the songs. All it was to me was an absolute bunch of shite noise. But I quite liked it. Because the music that you're listening to is not Motley Crue. There's only three Motley Crue tracks in it. One is on the menu screen at the start. Well, that's equally as shit. The, the, the music in the game is by Brian Schmidt, and it's about a minute loop, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's shite. And it's, yeah, and it, so, you, again, we can kind of forgive him for that in a way because Motley Crue songs didn't feature because it was never going to be a Motley Crue song. I think um... they had the Motley Crue songs before it became Crew Ball. So, well, when it was Twisted Flipper. But yeah, I mean, but, it's all right. It's all right. That's it, isn't it? But you didn't like it at yeah. all. No. One of the main reasons was you had nine levels, and to get through, to, to progress onto each next level, there was too much to do Um, uh, that had no kind of save points the wrong word but there's not enough, there was no checkpoints in in the middle of things now, so I'll tell you the, I'll tell you the problem and it's the same problem I had and I think you, you I think it's a problem you had without putting words in your mouth when you're playing a real life pinball your progress and people don't don't often realize that pinballs do have objectives and, yeah and there's there's tasks to do and there's ways to get points and ways to unlock things a lot of people don't Oh, I thought you just stopped ball going down the bottom. Yeah, no, uh, there's well, loads yeah, to it. Yeah. yeah, that is the the main aim, but there's lots of things to do. And this is the same, lots of stuff to do. Re- but when you lose resets. your ball in real life... Yeah, you keep... Not in you, real life, it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. In real life, keep, all of the bits you that you've got progress. to maintain, but on this, it resets. So it's yeah. like, well, what's the point in even having four balls? Yes. It doesn't It doesn't yeah. reset. What it does, it, it resets you to the start of each particular level, doesn't it? So it's in the first level, one where yeah. you dropped in, yeah. you've got to knock out those three skull things, then knock down the words head banger, and then kill some... Um, Float. Kill some floaty head, floaty head thing. Yeah. Then hit two things that say gate or something, and then hmm. you can go up to the top, then you've got to smash that open, then you've got to go loop around the control. To do all that in one ball on that game, it's exactly. very difficult. And to do that nine times in four balls, real fucking difficult. Now, yeah. I know no point making it too easy because then you'd have no longevity and we'd all slag it off for being too easy. But for me, it goes absolutely the other way. Yeah, it, it would have made much more sense for them. You complete that pinball or you hit a point threshold or you do the objectives, and then it unlocks a new table. And then you've got an entry screen where it's like, which table do you want? Okay, I would now want that table. And rather than you having to plough through everything all of the time, if it actually just unlocked more pinballs for you to play with, then you just had a collection of machines to play with, that would have made a lot more sense. Which is what the likes of pinball... Um, oh, what's it called? Pinball Dreams, yeah. is it? Well, Pinball Dreams is on the Amiga. What's the game on the arcade? Pinball Action, is it on the arcade? Yeah. That's what they do. You could you could progress through to different tables. Different tables, yeah. And, and then, like I said, the other thing, like you said there, was it reset every time your ball went down. So it's like, what is the point? Other than chasing a score, what is the point in even giving me four balls? If When that ball goes down, everything resets. You're punished. Yeah. Like, really uh, punished anyway, it's like no, a, a bit pointless, so... 
I, I thought it was. I thought the difficulty level was was fine. You've, if you've got nine levels, I think the difficulty is enough to not take your progression away from you. Yeah. And like like Dan's, maybe they didn't want you to finish the soon. But if they were kept up that level of difficulty no, for the nine it, for the nine levels, I think yeah. But if you'd have got, the, and then you could, even if you'd finished it, you could have then played it for. I've got to say, this is the thing: they're not wanting to finish it too soon. It's bad design on their own part, really. Because had they done it by unlocking other tables, you don't go to a pinball to finish it. You go to a pinball no, to no. Beat, beat your score. You know. So yeah, yeah. You, you finish it two, three, four times and you get the extra ball and then you get the free play and all these kinds of things and you continue in the, you know, that, that that's what you're playing a pinball for. So whilst fundamentally it works as a piece of pinball um, and the table is all right, it's fundamentally broken in that it's not a pinball and it's just, uh, it, tries to, it, it, it tries to hybrid a pinball and a video game when it should just have been, like let's just do pinball and then it'd probably be all right. If you compare it to say Devil Crash, which I've got for the PC Engine, completely different mm. experience to play. Um, not only do you do you have more to do, there's more on each. But it's quite it's quite a ba- on this it's quite barren. There's not much in the no, top I, top screen or the bottom yeah, screen. Yeah, I, I, I didn't mind it though. It, it, it did feel pinball-y. Like I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I never I never didn't have fun. It would just just that there were potential for there to be so much more. Yeah, it's yeah. like ne- they're nearly there, aren't they? Yeah. Which is why when a game is there, like Pinball Dreams, the Devil Crash, they, it it hits Revenge yeah. of the Gator. These work. Um, and this, yeah, it just fell short. And then the ball, to be honest, it felt it felt a bit floaty, didn't it? Sometimes it didn't mm. didn't get the. You didn't get something to get caught on the flippers sometimes. No, right, sometimes the flippers catch. were. They were really um, nice to you. Yeah. In, in a, in, well, the thing like is, really if, you, if you nudged it when you were at the way. bottom, it was quite hard to die, wasn't mm, it? Because yeah. there were no tilt thing. I remember playing this as a kid, like I said last episode, and then I remember about the turn of the century doing some work experience at Team 17, and I got a bundle of things as I left, and one of them was... Worms pinball, yeah, uh, which I think was addiction pinball, uh, and I played the shit out of that. I remember having that and playing it for hours and hours and hours, and that's a great pinball game. Now in my head, Crewball was as good as addiction pinball or Worms pinball. I'm going back to that now. <laughs> I've gone. Oh my god, this is this is this is terrible. I just I, I can't. There's not even there's not there's not one ramp. There's not there's not one ramp. There in the is. Game. There's no. There's, there is. The, there's them two on the way, on the way oh. out of the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you fire it out of the top. There's nothing to aim at. Oh no, saying that though, there is, there is a ramp that down in the bottom screen. If Your you clear where it says ramp, and then it puts you up to the bonus. Obviously, you kind of get an arcanoidy, um, flipper breakout style game that is, it's that basic. It's barely worth having. Yeah, it's, and and the, the the physics of the ball on that one, it's bouncing off the skeletons that are coming at you you have no idea where it's going to go no that was just pure potluck but it was a change i suppose change is good as a rest but they just i don't know it it left a lot to be desired for me and i was dead excited to play it and maybe my initial excitement has clouded my judgment of it somewhat but i i am i don't even think it's average no. <laughs> really no. 
no, I really didn't like the music on my tits. Half the time I died, I was like, that's not my fault. It just flew out of it. It bounced off some weird angle of something, just flying me straight through the middle of the board so quickly. I'd lost the life without even being able to react to it like that. No. And in the end, I just wanted to smash it up. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, I play on my little Retroid Pocket 2, and it almost got thrown across the room. <laughs> really? I was getting so annoyed with it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, genuinely, I generally don't get annoyed much. I'm quite laid back. But oh, this was really pushing my buttons. All right, well... Um... Well, scores then. <laughs> on that, on that note, I was going to smash it straight down the middle and give it a five. I'm going four. Oh, I'm going to be a bit more forgiving, I think. But I'm, I'm going to give it six because it's not. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go six. I think. I think there's a game there that it, it's got enough enough to bring you back and play it. You're not going to hate it, and it's got a, lots of longevity. Uh, but it's just a couple of things let it down that slip it from being like a seven and certainly eight. The frustrating, I don't think it's super the frustrating average, thing yeah. is I think there's a seven or an eight in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't so disagree with that. Six. So, but yeah, it's just annoying. Do you think they just panicked when they had to re rejig it? Cause it was no longer, um, head bangers ball or twisted. Like, ah, nah. I've got no idea. Cause by this stage, there was some storage on the thingies, wasn't there? On the actual cartridges. cartridges and stuff like that. There would have been nothing stopping them locking content and unlocking content. Or, or, or using a pass, passcode. Yeah, like or doing the passcode like the old-fashioned way, yeah. but um, Road rash. But yeah, I I mean, these are things that seem pretty obvious. And other, it's not like these decisions would be ahead of the curve if they'd done them and they'd be innovating. These were things people had already done that they chose not to do so yeah it's a bit of a weird one so let's get 15 awoogas yeah 15 which is out of 30 right down the middle right down the middle right between the flippers (laughs) what could we have been playing you tell me what other list could we have been playing this list makes me sad that we played crew ball (laughs) well that's Randomizer's dad for you. We could have been playing Castle of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse. Oh man, how good's yeah, that? I even, I even, I went through, I went through the list of games on my Retroid and went, look at all these things I've gone see. Castle of Illusion, I, I played it. I played it for a good twenty minutes, mm. and I was like, yes. Why didn't we get this? Because it's amazing. Yeah, could have had columns. Oh, Again, yeah, that's good. Fantastic. I, know, I like a bit. Of, I love single screen puzzles, columns, Tetris. Super Mario, Yoshi's Cookie, whatever you want to call them all. California Games. Oh, man. We've proper looked out of this, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just... Contra, contra Hardcore, as in, yeah. like, Corp, Corp, like Arnie Corp, Hardcore yeah. Corps, uh, which is a Mega Drive exclusive. That is yeah, also very contra, good. contra doesn't belong, really, on Sega stuff, does no. it? Contra or Pro Protector, it's really a, a Nintendo thing, isn't it? yeah. Castlevania Bloodlines, which again was a Mega Drive exclusive, I'm pretty certain. If the internet comes shout at me. Cannon Fodder. Oh, man. And finally on the Mega CD, Cobra Command. And we got a fucking pinball game. Out of all them. Potentially linked to a shitty 80s metal. I 
Well, we've had a pinball game now, so hopefully that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's one way of looking at it. We don't, we're not going to have a lot of pinball games, are we? No. But what we do have is some feedback. Firstly, I did I did put a tweet out uh, asking what other B games people have played and stuff. When we got Battlemania, Ed Horse was in touch, and he said on games that uh, basically I said what games did you play on the Mega Drive? Let's start with B. What are your memories? Why you get in touch? Oh eight hundred four nine two eight 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 B. Yeah. Ed Horse, I remember playing B B games. I remember playing that start with B. I remember playing games that started with B were very different, but very good. So you played Biohazard Battle, which is a new one on me. It's like a side-scroller shooter type thing where you're shooting big aliens. That's good. It's a new one on me. It looks snazzy. And Bubsy. Bubsy the Bobcat. I had this. Did I not mention it? It was on the SNES, wasn't it? As well. well. I think the one I had was on the SNES, yeah. Yeah. Claws encounters of the fur kind. So they did there. Yeah, if I remember rightly, that. though, it wasn't particularly good. It was a bit slow. It was a it's bit too. I always pedestrian. found it to be too slow. Yeah, and we've got feedback on this particular game on Cubeball. <sighs> so someone else has played along with us, and that person is Sean Holly, and he went on to say. I like this game. I did a bit of research and found that Crewball is based on So Solid Crew, a band of many people who unfortunately only had 21 seconds to get somewhere important. You can't actually see much influence of So Solid Crew throughout the game, which is disappointing to say the least. The developers could have done better. I like the table, but Nudge could have just been left and right instead of up. Could have done with more tables and some decent bonus bits, such as DJ G-Man and MC Mr. Shabs facing off in a kind of Rap battle somehow made of flippers. If I was voting, it would. If I was voting, it would be a solid six from me. Goodbye. Nice one. Right. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so there we were thinking it's Motley Crew, but it's a solid crew. So, silly Twenty-one seconds to go. I did. I did do some scanning of other people's um reviews of Windows of. Screwball. Yeah. Uh, and um, one of them simply started, if you've played Crewball, you might find it really irritating. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I do. Absolutely do. Uh, if you play Crewball for five minutes, you will absolutely hate it. Even pinball games fans cringe at the first time they play this game. I know I did. Give it some time, it grows on you. Not in the sense it becomes less annoying, but the fact is it becomes very good. I disagree with that. Um, I found it annoying. Didn't get any better. <laughs> right, well. <laughs> the end. So we better bring on randomizers dead, haven't we? Yeah, do we? See what he's got in store for us. Um, I mean, you look, to, you, look to, you look to adults, don't you, for support and... And to guide you through life, do we feel Randomizer's dad's doing that to us? Not so far. Or is he just let's see. Us? Oh, I don't know. Alien Storm was all right. To be fair, um, we've not we've not had something below average yet. No. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see what he's got for us anyway. 
Ah, oh, shit. Here we go again. Alright. Dickens. Did I make a drive? Was Crewball. Alright. Huh? We're alright. talking to We're alright. We're alright. Leave us alone. We're alright. Ungrateful little bastards. <laughs> what you can have then for letter D? D for dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. You can have Dana Megami Tanyo. What? Did you not hear me? I said Dana Megami Tanyo. Okay, I'm, I'm Googling right? it. Get bent. Bam! Peanut butter and jam! Stop it. Get some help. Right, I've got no idea. I don't even know how to spell that. I'll have to wait until one of you pings me a link to it. But yeah, interesting. It's not nice, is it? No. Well, we'll find out. No. Dan, Dana, D Dana International. What? Dana International. D H N A. Dana. Yeah. Oh, she's a princess. She's a warrior princess on the back of a pig fucking troll. This looks fun. Well then. Oh, I think I found it. Dana. D H A N A. Oh yeah, I found her now. So yeah, an isometric looking warrior princess. From what? Isometric. It looks like that side scrolling, here. man. Well, side scroller. I think it, I think it may be both. Oh, I, okay. Well, we'll I found I found isometric screenshots and side scrolly looking screenshots. That looks interesting. It does. RPG type thing. Let's. Get into that. Looks good. Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, then. Yeah, I mean that that that's it. It's a wrap. Is it? Think so. <laughs> yeah. You've had your feedback, you've had your randomizer. All that's left to do is your outro, bro. That is it for this episode of Pixel Hunt Podcast. And once again, thank you for listening. We love you a long time. Thank you for watching on Twitch. We've enjoyed uh, interfacing with the public whilst trying to concentrate on the podcast. And if you're not hearing out, either of us. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, you can grab us on Happy Twitter night. or Instagrams at Pixel Hunt Pod. At www.pixelhuntpodcast.com. Or you can drop us an email. How do at pixelhuntpodcast.com. Or you can watch us play. Uh, games and that, like the, this, this game probably tends to be on a Sunday afternoon over over on Twitch at uh, Pixel Hunt Pod forward slash Pixel Hunt Pod if you wanna if you wanna jump onto Twitch. But until next time, gamers, pop culture vultures, fellow weirdos, keep on keeping on. We're Pixel Hunt Podcast. Play the games. So you don't have to. And you'll bloody thank us for that with Crewball. See ya. Yeah. Ta-da.